my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the July 24th edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm my cat's bar. And now the news. Executive power was transferred to Vice President Dick Cheney for two hours and five minutes while President George W. Bush underwent a routine colonoscopy. Yeah. Spokesman Scott Stanzel announced that five small polyps had been removed. From from the president. Yeah. yeah. From his... Yeah. his. Uh, but none appear worrisome. I didn't know polyps could worry. Well, apparently they can. And, and the president was soon able to ride his bike. Oh, see, that's where you go. These are, these are important no, news events. That's more information than I needed. Why? I'm just. That's where I, the polyps are generally located in, in the in the bike area the of your body. Area. Yeah, yes. I know. Prior to the procedure, Bush issued an order requiring the CIA to stop torturing its prisoners and to comply with the Geneva Conventions, except except for removing polyps from the yeah, prisoners. You, that was, that's that was apparently that was, allowed under the Article Three of the Geneva Convention. Mm-hmm. By the way. I mean, maybe you're going to explain no. this, but the the document that explains what the CIA can now can do is secret. Yeah. Basically, this document says the president is saying is we're not torturing. Trust us. Forget what happened for the last six and a half years. I don't trust you. Trust us because we would never torture, which uh-huh. we were torturing, and I'm certain that they are still torturing in some. You're sure of that? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yes, actually, I'm sure. Uh, Bush also made clear that he would, by invoking executive privilege, refuse to allow the Justice Department to pursue any contempt charges that Congress might bring against his aides. The next step, said Representative Harry Waxman, mm-hmm. you know Harry up in up in L.A. there, yeah, yeah. The, the world's ugliest congressman. Well, that mustache and the you know, the whole thing. It's uh, the mustache covers up the ugliness. Maybe that's maybe that's a but, good thing. But he's a good guy. He's I like guy. him a lot. I do too. Henry, we love you down here. Yeah, but he's not a. He's not a fashion plate, no, nor no. nor a Beckham. No, he's no Beckham. Yeah. The next step, Waxman said, would be just disbanding the Justice Department. Yeah. This also calls into question, too, uh, whether Bush can throw you in jail if you say that, you know, he's... He's a jerk. He's a jerk, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, you, if you advocate any sort of violence regarding... Uh, you're a terrorist. Yeah, you're a terrorist. That's yeah, a, pretty yeah. much what they said. The, he has the right to yeah, say, this to guy, he not only has the right to throw you in jail, but he has the right to, to determine whether you're advocating violence. Right. And oh, just just to, and just to put a bow on this, uh, this, mem- or this uh, presidential directive on the CIA and their ability to torture, uh-huh. this is uh, the secret prisons we're talking about. That's another whole layer on top of everything else is yeah. the CIA is allowed to go in and torture people i think that's by my, my my definition they say no in secret prisons where we don't know where these people are and yeah. nor does any other body of judicial oversight so they're allowed to do what they want um and as far as this uh, what you're just talking about the justice department this yeah. whole idea it's it's based all this stuff is based on this concept of the unitary president which essentially is makes him a monarch he can do what he wants yeah and if we get a chance, I'll get into how this all came about. This is all Dick Cheney. This is a lot of this is Dick Cheney's idea, the unitary president. 
If we get a chance. Well, do you want to go in? Okay, I'll tell you what. I didn't know this until this weekend, which uh-huh. was back in the Iran-Contra era, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I remember and, that. When Ronald Reagan was, uh, and his administration, Oliver Worth, and uh, all these other yeah. scum people, Ill- Elliot uh, Abrams, were sending, we don't need to go into all that. It was a bad deal. And uh, back then, there was a report issued by Congress saying, uh, on the Iran-Contra, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much... Uh, Decided that this was a really bad thing that the president overstepped his authority and constitutionally and otherwise, and it's not, it's a bad thing. Dick Cheney was part of a he issued a report, a minority report on this whole thing, which said if the president does it, it's not illegal. This, that's essentially the basic basis of all of this. If the president does it by ver, by definition, it's not illegal, and this is something Dick Cheney has been pushing since. Now, I, w- I would be careful on the way you read that because that's that's also what Nixon said. And no, it's exactly but within the context of what Nixon was saying, he was trying to say that the people who are out there doing the bidding of the president aren't do- aren't doing illegal things because the president asked them to do it, right. not because right. he's not doing anything illegal. Yeah, that's okay. You're yeah, right. I, I, but, you, but, you understand but, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly. so you can't put someone in jail because the president told that person to to, to, to break into some place and, and steal something, right? Because he was uh, operating on the same directive, say, as a police officer who is told by his superior right. to go into a building and, and, and confiscate. Things. They are exactly right. Nixon yeah. did say that. Uh, apparently. And by 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 what we've seen Cheney and this administration do by action, they've taken it a step further. Yeah. And and by by the way, that that sort of that novel li- legal concept is in complete and total contradiction to the Geneva Convention, which is the basis of most international law. Which is you but, you you're, that, you're, that you're obliged. Geneva Convention is kind of vague. Well, no, it's it's, vague. it's quaint and vague. Vague. And vague. Yeah. yeah, it's a quaint concept. Anyway, we can go on, but I won't. It was reported that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, this week will take the next step to force the Bush administration to hand over information about the dismissal of the U.S. attorneys and the politicization, politicization, politicization. No, I, I left, left out the si, the politicization. There you go. Yeah, of the Justice Department. The House Judiciary Committee will bring contempt of Congress charges against former White House counsel Harriet Mears. M- Myers. Myers. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that Alfred Fredo got up there and said... Uh, uh, you know, this Justice Department has been totally screwed up. My ears. The the Justice Department has been totally messed up, and by God, I'm just the guy to fix it. He said that in, in front of Congress yesterday. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened. Whoever was in charge for these last six years, he really screwed things up. Well, that would have been him and Gashcroft. But anyway, they really messed it up. But I'm going to fix it. The Pentagon accused Senator Hillary uh, Is that how you pronounced it? I believe that's Hillary? Right. Yeah. Hillary Clinton. Hilarity Clinton. Of reinforcing enemy propaganda when she asked whether the Bush administration had an exit plan for the Iraq war. Yeah. How dare she ask if, <laughs> if there's a way out of this disaster, this ca- catastrophe? How dare she ask? Despite an all-night debate, Democratic senators failed to invoke cloture and bring a... To vote a measure requiring the majority of U.S. troops to be withdrawn from Iraq. They couldn't get 60. Yeah. Well, well, they needed. They had the majority. They had the majority. What I thought was interesting about that is the Washington Times, you know, my favorite newspaper. Oh, and it, uh, you mean the, the Mooney Times. The Mooney right? Times. Yeah. Mooney Times characterized that vote is th- uh, that the Senate uh, voted to uh, stay in Iraq. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, that, and, and no, they didn't even come close to that. Actually, the vote count... 
they wanted to get out. They just didn't I have a super was, majority. I, I think it was 54, 50, something like 54, 43 or something. Why do you do that? Well, I know. Well, when I'm you, saying. When you, a, when you bring up numbers, you okay, should know what the uh, numbers are. It, I, I'm almost certain it was. Okay. Let me just. I'm let almost. Me back. You don't qualify numbers. You you either know the number or you don't. Fifty three, fifty five. It was a, it was some, it was a majority. It, was, it wasn't that close. It was a significant majority. I if wouldn't it, call that significant. If it was an election, I would call if, it, uh, if, if they had won a significant majority. If, well, if it was an election, a fifty four forty six win is considered a significant victory in an election. If you beat somebody by eight points, well, yeah. yeah Percentage-wise, when you're dealing millions of people, yeah. No, when you're dealing know, with, just, with, that's well, how they always. But, but I know, no, I know no, you're. No, saying, no, I'm not. I know, if, if it's fifty-four forty-seven and you win by fifty votes, you know. Yeah. I don't well, know. I know. I, I always say, yeah, if three people decide to flip their votes. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I know. I know. You know what I'm anyway, saying here. But that's just how it's always characterized. It's exponential. Kind but anyway, of. the point is, it was a significant enough majority that, but they couldn't get the sixty. And I keep coming back to this idea. Where in the hell were the Democrats back when they had when they could have done the same darn thing? What was this? I don't understand this. For it makes me mad. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't really care. I know. Iraqi lawmakers acknowledged that there were still many differences on a proposed law to manage oil revenue, the country's most lucrative resource. Yeah. So they're still fighting over this oil. The thing. Iraqis are. Yeah, the Iraqis are. They're not gonna. It's. It looks like they're not gonna have this law figured out. Until after our election. Yeah, which I'm sure that's right. They're, yeah. pl- they're playing the same game we're uh-huh. playing. Oh, yeah? Well, we're not going to Because one, that is within the benchmarks that, yeah. that Bush yeah, wants to accomplish. So, so it could work against him, too. If they don't have that law in place, then that he hasn't reached that benchmark. Oh, darn. We haven't decided how to give you a lot of money from of our natural True, resources. True, but we can say we haven't reached that benchmark. I know that. And we haven't reached the benchmark. You don't get any troops. That's that's what you could say. So you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it works I, two ways. It's I, a double edged sword. I understand there. what you're saying, but a federal appeals court ordered the government to turn over virtually all its information on Guantanamo detainees who are challenging their detention. So the federal government has been ordered to to hand over things uh, to actually tell people why they're yeah, in jail, like is evidence and yeah, habeas like, corpus and habeas. Then the American ambassador in Baghdad, Ryan Crocker, nine hundred year legal, asked the Bush administration to take the unusual step. I think this is kind of big. This is one of those things that fly under the radar right here, right? Because uh, you know, in as much as uh, remember the uh, the uh, leader in Afghanistan who was assassinated right before nine eleven, yeah, that was one of those things that sneak in, and you think, huh, hmm. what does that really mean? Yeah, what's going on here? The ambassador to Baghdad asked the Bush administration to take the unusual step of granting immigration visas to all Iraqis employed by the U.S. government. Really? Yeah. I, I miss that one. Yeah. You're right. I that's did. one of those things where you go, well, yeah, for safety reasons, that's a good idea. Yeah. But is there something else going on yeah. here, too? Are we preparing for the helicopter on the embassy? Yeah, I don't know. Scene? Uh, yeah. They don't say. Yeah. New documents show that media magnate Rupert Murdoch oh, this is so de- had a direct line to former British Prime Minister Tony Blair. They talked right before the invasion of Iraq and yeah. a number of other times. And you wasn't know, the, he the? They call him the twenty fourth member of. I think I got that number right. Twenty fourth member of, of his cabinet could be. I, I think it was the twenty third. Okay, yeah. whatever it was. But yeah, that that this nobody. I mean, I never heard anything about this. You, we could yeah. speculate that Fox Noise was in fact 
a cheerleader for this war. A speculate. A, they were a cheerleader <laughs> they for were this a war. Yes, and really beating the, the 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 drums for war in Iraq, and probably I well, all the media was well all the media, but yeah. there was some that were just except passive, for KUCI eighty eight point nine FM, Irvine, California. That goes without saying. Yeah, or you just said it, but um, but they were either passive or they were aggressively pushing for war. And certainly Fox, fixed noise. Well, was, was, other, you know, I mean, Tony Blair's got a TV set. He realizes that. But what is Rupert saying to him? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it it, it does go back to that, uh, the old uh, Hearst, R- William Randolph yeah. Hearst, you know, you supply the pictures, I'll, I'll, I'll supply the war. Yeah. William. The U.S. was planning to move Sunni tribal militiamen into troubled areas of Baghdad to participate in American military operations. <laughs> yes. We are, we are led by fools. Yeah. And for what it's worth, uh, speaking of being led by fools, yes. uh, stay guess. tuned to Film School. Uh, after Weekly Signals, we're going to be interviewing Charles Ferguson, the director of No End in Sight, which is a great new documentary on Iraq. And you get to see the fools who are running the country. Well, I, I'll tell you, this, this documentary will fire you up if you, uh, you should see this. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be out in about a week and a half, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Pentagon secretly ordered a report. This, I like this one. This is one of those other just kind of fun things. Mm-hmm. It ordered a report. Yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. To extend the Iraq occupation long to the future with the help of Madison Avenue. Oh, good. The marketing techniques. Okay. This, this report was released, now available to the public. It's called... Curiously enough, enlisting Madison Avenue, mm-hmm. the marketing approach to earning popular support in theaters of operation. Yeah, it cost $400,000. Brand Corporation drew this thing now, up. I you wanna, can download this online. I want to understand, was this a report that has been done? And it's been imp- done. You can download the PDF online. No, I mean... And, to, and to Brand what? Corporation was paid $400,000 to to tell the government how to market its strategy, it's it's staying in Iraq, really. They they they're saying okay, to so it's about staying. This is not about the the lead up to the war and how Madison Avenue was enlisted to sort of sell the war. This is another whole thing about how this is Mad- to sell the idea of us staying in the war. I mean, staying in Iraq. It's to sell you and me. Yeah. On the idea of staying in Iraq yeah, forever. Okay. okay. Gotcha. We, I just wanna... our taxpayer dollars went. Yeah. To convince I, ourselves. Yeah. That we need to stay there forever. You know, it's funny that. The the idea is to sell us on the war, not that being not the people of Iraq. Yeah, they they don't matter. They're not in the green zone. A new executive order, quietly signed by Bush, bestows on him and designated minions hmm. the arbitrary power to seize the assets of anyone whom he decides poses a significant risk. We talked about this a little bit yeah. at the top of the show, yeah. of committing violence aimed at undermining efforts to promote economic reconstruction. <laughs> it's kind of a long sentence. He doesn't say violence. <laughs> committed poses a significant risk yeah. of committing violence aimed at undermining efforts to promote economic reconstruction and political reform in Iraq or to provide humanitarian assistance to the Iraqi people. Well, they ought to just arrest themselves. Yeah. How are they providing Humanitarian well, 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 assistance. Again, if you watch this documentary, No Insight, yeah. there should be... Are you the, plugging the, this I am going to plug it because then these people should be frog-marched out of the White House. 
Where did uh, you get that clever term? I like I got it from March. Joe Wilson, our good friend Joe Wilson. You know, Joe and I. Speaking of Joe, yeah. a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit filed by former CIA officer Valerie Plame and her husband, which would be Joe Wilson, yeah. against Vice President Dick Cheney and other top officials. Some, so the federal judge tossed yeah, it out there. Some right-wing tool of a judge decided to throw this case out. That's I'm just right-wing I, tool. I am editorializing. Who right. is the right-wing tool? Do you know him it, to be a right-wing tool or are you just blowing off steam? I'm just blowing there off might steam. be some sort of legal precedent that that caused him to make One this thing I found one thing I've come to know about the law is you can see the same thing in any number of legal yeah. precedents if yeah. you, if you choose to. I'm telling you, this guy decided to. He's going to make this as they're going to make this as difficult as possible. There may be a ruling, on but you standing. don't need to make a, be a right wing tool. That's all I'm saying. I understand. To dismiss this case, I, I said I was editorializing, didn't I? And yeah. yeah, I should be factually correct. He's probably not. Although, given the fact that the Republicans have controlled the judicial appointments for pretty much the last twenty five to thirty years, I'm guessing, with some high degree of probability, that he's a right wing tool. That's kind of a a lame thing to say about someone, a right-wing tool. And as as is lame is for me to say about you. I, sh- I should be more creative in what I say yeah, about other okay. people, especially uh, he's a, if it's he's disparaging. A, he's a judicial activist. There you who go. Happens to be a, a <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he's a right-wing tool. In Baghdad, yeah. two people died and 15 were wounded in the celebration following the Iraqi soccer team's 2 to nothing victory over Vietnam. Oh, yeah! yeah! <laughs> two countries that we have destroyed. <laughs> yes, we like that when they play I like soccer. that. Yeah. That's, that's, that gets the uh, Irony of the Week award. Yeah, that does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Turkey's Islamic-rooted government was returned to office in a landslide election victory that amounted to a kick in the teeth for the country's secular establishment and powerful military. Yeah. The, the Turkey. N- the nationalist, apparently. There they are, Turkey. Turkey. They're so, doing crazy things. They are doing crazy. And just and just to say what I've been harping on for quite some time, which is that there's a lot of Kurds in Turkey and a lot of Kurds in northern Iraq. I'm glad you didn't mix that up when you were saying it. You know. And and so I don't, I'm not even sure where we were going. Kurds oh, in I, Turkey. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Got you. And... Uh, there's been a lot of activity. People in uh, in the, these Kurds uh, have wanted an independent state for quite some time. And given that there are millions in Turkey, of course, the Turks are not happy to hear that. And uh, as a result, the uh, the government of Turkey has amassed something on the order of 100 to 140,000 troops wow. on the border of Iraq. Just That could fill three Anaheim stadiums. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Wow. Pretty much. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. So this is the uh, this is a doomsday. That's a lot of troops. It's a doomsday scenario. And also, I've come to real, come to find out that on the other side of the Kurdish part of Iraq, the Iranians are pretty upset mm-hmm. about Kurdish activity in their part of the country. So you have the specter of, with some justification, Kurds in incursion into these two countries, which could provoke another whole aspect of this war, which would be really really. Brutal and ugly. An incursion? An incursion. Oh. I said incursion. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I was just I was combining the thing. Yeah, incur- that's uh, why I hesitated on that. Incursion. I hesitated on the word incursion. I should yeah. have said that. Yes. Anyway. Uh, All right. That's that's crazy there. It is. That's, no, honestly, that's a hot this spot, is, as we this like is to I'm say. sure that every State Department wonk hair is on fire at the prospect of Turkey invading Iraq. 
you know, I just want to say too, you know that nuclear power station that went down? Yeah. Yeah. In Japan. They, they have they have discovered that uh the world's biggest nuclear power station in Japan stands directly above an active earthquake fault line. Which they didn't they know, but they denied. They 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 denied, and now they're saying it. And and the uh, in <laughs> in Japan, uh, the the apparently the nuclear industry is in a bit of a crisis now. Uh, Seismologists are recommending that a third of the country's fifty-five atomic power stations be shut down. Oh, which would mean that they that, need more oil. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means to yeah. me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And then of course those seventy-foot lizards. The Senate committee brushed aside threats of a veto from President Bush in overwhelming appro- overwhelmingly approving a $35 billion expansion of a children's health insurance program. Yeah, nice. It's a nice touch. Uh, let's see here. A new biofuel recycling and filling station capable of processing 5,000 gallons of cooking grease per day was open in Blair, Wisconsin. America's obesity problem said a co-owner is our lifeblood. Yeah, there you uh, go. Thank you. This is an interesting one. It's going to be hard to get through. Right. I want you to stay with me on this one. Oh, okay. okay. I'm in China, where flooding has killed hundreds of people this summer, the rampant Yangtze River has caused Dongjing Lake to overflow, leading two billion rats to flee to the Hunan countryside, where there are a few predators, where there are very few predators to reduce their numbers, as the snakes have been eaten by southerners and the owls have been used for medicine. Uh-huh. Besieged farmers were poisoning the rats, beating them with hammers, and sending them live by truckload to restaurants in Guangzhou, where diners pay 136 yuan for a kilogram of rat meat. Wow. It all fits together, Mike. It is all the part beauty of, of that story. God's great creation here. The yes. invisible hand <laughs> of, the of, the, of the rat place. <laughs> the rat place. Uh, well, speaking... Just you real have quick. too many... Turning, turning yeah. rats into rat aid, you know. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And finally? Uh, you got just, something Yeah, there? just real quick. Okay. Speaking of environmental fun yeah. stories, uh, the story in The Independent uh, last yesterday about uh, the the worst weather in maybe the history, recorded history of England is going uh-huh. on right now. They have flooding like they've never seen before. Back in, I guess, in 1947, they had significant flooding, and apparently... It, Great Britain is just in real trouble. Yeah. Pe- and people are being flooded. Towns are being separated. Cut whole sections, whole swaths of the country are underwater right now. So mm-hmm. there you go. And you final, think this has something to do with global with the, warming? Well, I think it might have some, and rats. I think the, rat, the whole rat thing. Whatever. Is it global warming? If the, I don't the know. I'm just, I'm too just, many I'm rats. Just had to get that well, in there's a lot of stuff yeah, going yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah. Snakes are being eaten. Owls are being used for medicine. Yeah. Rats are overflowing. England's underwater. We're in the most sustained. Ship the rats to we're England. We're in the driest year in our in recorded history. Rat chops. Rat they could chops. have they could have some rat chop bangers and rat chops. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah they could export them uh-huh. to Great Britain. Bangers and rat chops. And finally, yeah. former Congressman Tom Delay gave a speech about abortion to a gathering of college Republicans in Washington D.C. If we had those 40 million children that were killed over the last 30 years, said DeLay, we wouldn't need the illegal immigrants to fi- fill the jobs that we- they are doing today. Oh, my God. Yep.
Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.